Dylan. Hello, Holly. Oh, I haven't spoken to you in so long or seen your pretty little face because <laughs> you've been off Mr. Worldwide exploring the world, haven't you? Well, last week I was in Brussels, so it just meant I didn't see your face for a week. And to be honest, I think we needed the break. <laughs> I mean, I've been here mourning, but lost, but that's fine. <laughs> last last week, I was at an event where farmers from across Europe were coming together to share ideas. It was really cool having people from across Europe all in one place, a lot of them young farmers. And this is what has inspired this episode, focusing on rural youth Europe. And today we're going to be talking to Lindsay Stewart. Lindsay, who is? Lindsay is the chair of Rural Youth Europe, which is essentially an an umbrella organisation for young farmers organisations, loads of 4Hs in Scandinavia, Landjugend in Central Europe, and it kind of encompasses all of that. And and Lindsay is in charge. What a lady, in charge of all the, what are they? Landjugends. That's... (laughs) That's what my mind just stayed there. <laughs> no, Landjugend is just some of the organisations, like Germany. How accurate do you reckon your um, pronunciation is? Yeah, I mean, I have to say it's pretty pretty accurate, but we can check with Lindsay in a minute when she comes on. Is she German? No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get really excited. Lindsay, no, Lindsay is from Northern Ireland, so she's a young farmer from Northern Ireland. But she is also the chairman of the board, and I do work for Royal Youth Europe doing their communications. So, Holly, she is kind of my boss, so let's please be on best behaviour. Oh my gosh, brilliant. This has suddenly become so much more fun for me. <laughs> no, I wouldn't dare embarrass you. I kind of see you as my boss right now, so... <laughs> um, Holly, quickly before um, Lindsay jumps on the Zoom, we have some, also have some great news from one of our previous guests of this series, don't we? Yeah, I know. I can't believe it. Very exciting. Well done. Congratulations, Naomi. I'm sure that you're obviously listening to this right now in your first few weeks of motherhood. Yeah, so Naomi from Therapy for Farmers, who we interviewed a couple weeks ago, she has given birth to a baby boy. Amazing. That's very exciting. But today we are talking to the chairman of Rural Youth Europe, Lindsay Stewart. Hi, Lindsay. Welcome to the podcast. This is a long time coming. Thank you for doing this. Hi, guys. Thank you very much for having me. I want to say hello in like some European languages. Oh, God. Uh, How do you say it in Northern Ireland? Just just hi. (laughs) We speak English badly, but we speak English. (laughs) Honestly, though, like I'm not. I work for a charity that operates in England, Wales and Northern Ireland. And the amount of colleagues I have in England that actually question what currency we have in Northern Ireland. Oh, no. Points, (laughs) to be clear. (laughs) So this rural youth Europe, do do, do you guys not have to be able to talk in like every language to to communicate? Yeah, like the common language is English. So all the participants attending the events need to be able to speak and feel confident in communicating in English. But... That's because it's the common language. You know, most people can speak English, but we do have people that come at the beginning of an event and aren't confident speaking English or don't know lots um, of English. And then they'd say by the end of the week, like that that's one of the things they've noticed that's improved. You usually by the end of the week know what cheers is is in a different language. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Okay, well, this episode, Dan can be signing off then with his cheers in a surprise language that we'll find out at the end of the episode. (laughs) Yeah, um, Lindsay, do you know many? <laughs> uh, I feel like 
Irish and Welsh are coming to. <laughs> isn't there? Isn't there? Isn't it school? 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 Isn't that? Isn't that Swedish or something? What about salut? That's cheers. Um, I mean, I really don't know. <laughs> but that's the thing about any Royal Youth Europe event is that, like, I always go away from it thinking, oh, like, I wish that I knew how to speak another language because it's always so bad. Everyone can speak incredible English and I can't speak any other language. It's annoying. I agree. Yeah, I feel like it's amazing that people can speak second language fluently. Um, maybe third, fourth languages as well. And I, I do feel really bad as well that I can speak English just to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, for, for me, this is just two worlds colliding right now because obviously I work for Rural Youth Europe doing communications and I also do the Rural Youth Europe podcast. But for people that don't know anything about Rural Youth Europe, Lindsay, what, what is your background with it? You're a young farmer in Northern Ireland, aren't you? Yes, so I'm a member of my home organisation, which is Young Farmers Clubs of Ulster, and I was involved in club, county and our national level, so I sat on our executive committee, and I remember getting an email, the executive committee received an email saying, uh, we're really we're looking for a group one board member. And I didn't, I didn't know what it was, I'd never been to a really Europe event before. I knew that in Ulster, like Young Farmers Clubs of Ulster had hosted the European Rally the year before. Mm. So what was that? Were you there, Dan? I don't think so. I I know. Yeah, I wasn't there. It was in 2016. I went to my first event in 2017. But I know that that event went down in history as like an iconic one. It was a good one. Yeah, I believe it was very good. I'm just very sad I wasn't actually involved in it. But I knew that it happened here and I knew lots of people that had been on uh, different events. And I know or I knew lots of people that said, like, you need to go on the European Rally. It's the best thing you'll do with Young Farmers. Um, and so I put my name forward for that and was elected at the conference that Rolly Europe held in Estonia in 2017. Yeah. And the rest is history. And I just think it's cool that, you know, people involved in YFC in the UK know that all the officer roles are elected amongst the members and it's run by members. And I think it's cool that Rural Youth Europe is just the same. The board is run by members from organisations across Europe and and you're in charge of an international organisation with 20 countries and even more member organisations like that is quite mad if you think about <laughs> no it. No pressure or anything. <laughs> it is quite crazy when you think about it like that. Yeah, I suppose. Um, but yeah, it is very difficult um, in lots of different ways. Like we have several different time zones. And so especially over the pandemic, whenever we couldn't meet in person, we had to meet online, which was great. It's amazing that we had the opportunity to do that. I can't even imagine how we could have communicated as a board 10 years ago or 20 years ago if the pandemic had have um, happened whenever technology wasn't so advanced so it was amazing that we could communicate through lots of different platforms but it's so difficult with different languages different time zones and the different structures and the different organizations as well um so yeah it can be challenging but it's very rewarding and it is really nice I think that young people from rural areas all across Europe are so involved and have the opportunity to speak up and to lead the organisation in a way that they think is most relevant for young people. Why not to sound just because some people might be wondering obviously we have 
for example, young farmers, that's what we do because that's, and then we all meet up and do our stuff and then people in other countries do it their stuff. Why do you think there needs to be a European-wide one? Like, what's the benefit for the members or or why was Real Youth set up? Do you know what I mean? Why do we why do we need to talk to farmers from other countries? That's a really good question. Um, so Rural Youth Europe was set up in 1957, so 65 years ago this year. Um, and the idea was to bring people from all across Europe together and to have like a European-wide community so that people didn't feel alone. People realised that there are other young people in rural areas facing similar issues all across Europe. And that was really the vision from the very beginning. And that's still what we do today is just bring people together. Um, yeah, so it's just with the bring people together who have um, a common interest in rural life and to build that community and to build that network. And there's lots of similarities, but there's also lots of differences. And through our events and through communicating with people, even if you haven't been on an event, but maybe you've attended a webinar or you listen to our amazing Rural Voices podcast, which I've heard the host is an absolute loser. but <laughs> He's amazing. Um, and yeah, everyone who's been involved in that and contributed to that and contributed to everything that we do. Um, it's great because it's a way of sharing information and helping people realise that there's other people in similar situations. And they might be in a different place, in a different country, a different climate, different time zone, speak a different language, but they still have issues with transport in rural areas or rural internet is still an issue or isolation, different things like that. So it's really to make people feel part of a wider European network and to raise the voice um, of rural young people and to speak up on issues that matter to them and have a say in the future. In, I've always thought of like young farmers as such a like a bubble of people and it's all very tight knit and like such a bubble and when you go to a rural you sorry drink every time I say bubble it's a uh, it's a bubble <laughs> um when you know you go to these events you realize that there are so many people that are just the same as you and there are young farmers across Europe who are all going through the same stuff as you are. Yeah, it's so hard, really, I think, to explain like what happens at an event in Sorry Holly. I know you haven't been to one before, but I hope maybe one day you'll join us Definitely. at an event. But I think it's really weird at the beginning of the week, you look around and there could be you know 30 40 50 100 young people and you don't really know anyone like even though it's a small network there's maybe people you've seen before or a few people that you know but the majority of people you don't know and a couple of days later these people are going to be like some of your best friends and you're going to stay in contact with them for years and years to come and you could be so different you could be like from completely different backgrounds completely different like walks of life but there's still a common interest there in rural life and speaking up on behalf of rural people and lear- learning lots and sharing things. It's class. Like It's hard to explain, but yeah. it is class. I want to know if the uniform is the same across all of Europe. Is it still, you have to wear dealers, jeans and a shuffle or <laughs> is there any sort of variety anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> That's also a good question. Um, <laughs> I would say... That's not the standard uniform across Europe. Oh, really? Gosh, that's, that's a wide world. <laughs> but yeah, within the UK and Ireland, that uniform applies. But I would say continental yeah. Europe, yeah, they don't dress like that. They look a bit cooler. The Europeans are meant to be pretty cool, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, you can always spot the UK farmers, you know, a, a mile off. <laughs> a mullet, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
it's all these things that I absolutely rate. <laughs> if I see one of them, I'm like, right, I'm going to go make a friend. <laughs> yeah, and there's quite a lot of people in the network that aren't farmers or aren't from farming backgrounds. It's just like young farmers as well. There might be a lot of farmers, but there's a lot of people that aren't involved in that at all. Maybe are involved in some way in the agri-food industry or something like that, or just have an interest in what young farmers or similar organisations do. But there's some people that don't, and some of the organisations across Europe as well. Like 4-H would have farms um, where they bring people from urban areas in to learn more about the farms and animals and teach lots of different life lessons and things like that. So not everyone is from the same background or has the same interest, but there's a common interest there. There's like a, a willingness to learn and to find out more about each other and you learn about a lot about yourself at these events and through Rural Youth Europe as well it makes you think a lot I think no I'm sure I am um, I was quite fortunate when I was younger I did a young farmers exchange with Norway and we went to a 4-H youth camp and we were told before we went like a lot of these people aren't farmers it's quite a different um organization and we were a bit like oh what's it going to be like and then we got there and obviously everyone's just everyone was uh, absolutely hilarious and it, we were like oh we're all the same really aren't we like it doesn't really matter <laughs> where you're from yeah and I think it's really good to look at the differences as well I mean Dan you know whenever we were both on the prep team of the rally in England and we were looking at mental health Dan and I led a session together <laughs> oh famously it was the best session ever wow <laughs> we're still talking about it <laughs> three years <laughs> that was the first time that me and Lindsay actually ever met you know we had to put together a session um, for the rally in England and yeah the rest is history exactly yeah we we spent months before the event chatting to each other and planning this event and then we delivered it at rally and like I have to say it was good it was very good um not nothing to do with us really but the, the participants really got involved and the aim of the session was to talk about and share about the mental health support they have for young people or rural people in their countries and I think it was just a really eye-opening experience for everyone involved that um the session you know really flagged up that some countries are like really like advanced really open to talking about mental health and have lots of different things in place for people to um, get support you know really work hard on breaking down stigmas and things like that and then other countries they don't mention it really or there's no support or there's nothing there um, in a formal way you know there's people on the ground trying their best or you know really trying to make advances in these areas but it was really eye-opening down wasn't it yeah I mean uh, that blew my mind because that session made me realize that we are so lucky in the UK to have so many organizations and charities that support mental health obviously a lot more can be done but we're so lucky to have the likes of FCN, Rabbi that provide support because a lot of rural communities in Europe don't have that at all really but then some other issues other countries are so much better and way more open about talking about stuff we've got an event later this year which is purely about the LGBT community in in rural areas and I would say that's something that isn't talked about much in the UK but countries like Germany are a lot more open about it and actually Macro and Ireland have done an amazing job setting up an LGBT network but yeah you can just learn so much from from each other yeah I'm glad you mentioned that Dan I was thinking about that as well I think it, firstly it's really exciting that we are going to have physical events 
touching wood that nothing goes wrong until they actually happen I, I don't think I'll relax but yeah we have plans in place for three physical events this year Um, it's so exciting to bring people together but I think the LGBT event the autumn seminar in Ireland this year will be really exciting because it's so relevant for people and it's so personal and there is such a varied approach to LGBT issues as well across Europe and I think it'll be really interesting to bring young people from rural areas together um, to really look at that and to compare and contrast and to see, get ideas, to get inspired and to see how we can make people feel comfortable and help break down stigmas and support anyone that might need some support with anything they're going through or helping others. Um, we're talking a lot about these events that we hold and I feel like it's very easy for us to talk about it but there is bound to be people thinking what on earth are these events they're going they're banging on about yeah I'm one of those I hate to break it guys I don't <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. you're gonna have to explain to us what this is <laughs> what these events are um so yeah Lindsay do you want to explain what sort of the rally we've talked a lot about the rally which is our main event in the summer do you want to explain what the Rural Youth Europe rally is basically it's a week-long event hosted by one of our member organizations and we invite teams of five from each of the full member organizations and they come together usually a Saturday or Sunday get to know each other and have non-formal education sessions all week just looking at a different topic and the program in the evenings would have a whole lot of like intercultural nights like to learn maybe the dances of the host country or looking at different foods and drinks that come from across Europe um, to get an opportunity to sample that and to go out and about and see maybe local farms or local schools or local points of interest maybe that are re- relevant to the topic that week and there's an opening ceremony and a closing ceremony and that um international buffet where you try food and drink from different countries will honestly be like the best night of your life it's incredible <laughs> It, it is so good, yeah. So usually each of the teams will have a table and they'll get to set up their table with foods and drink. And and you start off going around thinking, oh, okay, like, what have you got here? Can you tell me a bit about it? And then you stop asking because sometimes it's better not to know what you're eating. <laughs> I've had, like, I remember having, like, reindeer from like Finland. Oh wow. Oh, I also think it's Finland that has this really salty licorice stuff which is not the one. But I would usually just go straight to the Swiss table because you just have all that all that cheese. Cheese and the chocolate is so good. Yes. Yeah, cheese and chocolate. And you need to come to the Northern Ireland table and the Ireland table because we have <laughs> we have different potato kinds of potato. <laughs> well, almost juice. <laughs> potato crisps. I hate myself. <laughs> so potato. <laughs> There's a northern Tiru and a southern Tiru, and it's always a hotly contested debate which packet is the best. Wow. Hmm. So, obviously, like you said, for this particular sort of event, you have teams of five come over from each country. But if there's obviously each country's got a lot more than five members, is there stuff that people, other people can get involved with? Like if people are listening and think, oh, I'd, I'd love to know more about how they farm in Germany or something, how could people get involved if they fancied it? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so with all the different platforms that we have available, there's lots of different ways that you can find out what Rural Youth Europe are doing. But we also have had some webinars and online workshops, especially over the past two years, which people can sign up to. 
and yeah just keep an eye on our social media channels and sign up to our newsletter you'll get information about things that we are doing and and also if you are a member of young farmers just apply to go on one of our events because honestly signing up to be a member of team england in 2017 to go to latvia was one of the best things i've ever done and just thinking about team england there was five of us and tori and will from shropshire who were also part of the team they now have a baby uh, <laughs> be careful what you're advertising here dan people might be signing up to it i don't know where that was going to be honest. <laughs> the, the possibilities are endless james is a proper rural youth european rural youth you're a baby but can we just can we just say that the rally was in 2017 and they've had the baby last year <laughs> So, like, it wasn't... Dan, you're digging. Stop. Just stop. <laughs> Are you going to put this on the podcast, Dan? Clarifying that Tori and Will did not conceive yeah. of you. Yeah, okay, guys. <laughs> wow. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, Tori and Will, if you're listening... Congratulations. We're all very happy to hear that you did not conceive a baby at the rally. Yay for you. Anyway. <laughs> Do you know what's really cool, though? Um, Tori's dad has been on... I don't know if he's on Rally, actually, but he was on Exchange before, and he's been hosting people before and Tori went on an event with Rhiannon from Wales and they discovered that their dads had been on the same exchange trip like years and years ago. That's really cool that's so cool. Um, Thank you so much Lindsay for doing this I think it's been so nice to have a proper sit down and have a conversation like this so thank you for doing it I'm sure we'll be chatting soon. Hopefully we'll get to see each other very soon and I hope to meet you in person someday Holly. Yeah Yeah, let's definitely make that happen. Oh yeah Dan you can sign off of your um Say cheers in another language. Oh, uh, I mean, let's just go with Swedish. I'm pretty sure it's school. So, school. It's not convincing either of us. <laughs> <laughs>